What's up? Welcome to the Fit Trials Podcast. I'm Tori. I'm an online fitness coach possessed by cultivating fitness transformations. I take the exhausted, tried everything individual and breed them into a healthy lifestyle machine. With guest appearances from other entrepreneurs in all industries, we tackle the trials and tribulations of fitness and business together and have a little fun in between. So if you're ready to level up, let's dive in. Hey, before we get into this episode, I want to remind you, you can receive my free protein recipe booklet. It's a booklet of 10 tasty recipes you can make with protein powder, and not one of them is a shake. And it's super easy to get. All you have to do is rate, review, or share this podcast to your social media. Make sure to tag me at the fit trials. So I know that you've done it and I'll send that recipe booklet right over to you. With that, let's dig into this episode. Hey guys, and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the Fit Trials podcast. I'm here with my super good friend and confidence colleague, Brianna Ottinger, and I will have her introduce herself, but just so you have kind of a background, she is also a fitness coach. Um, She's a pro at body confidence, Um, and I I will let her introduce herself a little bit further. So hey, Brianna, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you tell the lovely listeners what your background is and why and when you started pursuing fitness as a career? So I started pursuing fitness as a career about four years ago. I actually originally started as a triathlon coach and then realizing what a big lack there was in strength training for triathletes, I pursued my personal training certification. And then I loved strength training so much that I kind of switched gears and went to more personal training. Awesome. And what would you say is your like typical client or your favorite client to work with? My favorite client to work with is probably my 85 year old client because she just has like so much spunk and energy and it doesn't matter like what I bring for her, whether it's like boxing or like a medicine ball, she's ready to try anything and she never complains and she's just adorable. That's so awesome that you work with um, a variety <laughs> of clientele. Would you, what would you say are like your three superpowers as a fitness coach? So my three superpowers, the first one would be making people feel good. So like no matter what we're doing, my main focus is making sure that they're enjoying it. And that they're getting something out of it that's going to help them feel good for the rest of the day. And then I like to make fitness accessible in the fact that they don't need to go to a gym or have like a whole closet full of equipment. You know, I like to keep things really simple, whether it's using a kettlebell or a medicine ball or a resistance band. I usually only use one or two pieces of equipment per workout. And so that kind of is a confidence booster for them, knowing that they can do workouts at home and get results without having to have, you know, all this equipment or make time to go to the gym. And then the third one is helping them, like, I would say improve their strength. And that they build strength, you know, by working out and they gradually start lifting heavier weights and that inspires them to go out and take on new challenges, whether it's asking for a raise at work or pursuing a different career or traveling for the first time, they build that confidence to do, to have the strength to do anything. 
Absolutely. I totally agree with you in that. Yeah. They just have so many other byproducts that are outside of simple physical gains. And I think that's so powerful because it definitely translates into other areas of your life. Absolutely. So I actually wanted to talk because, because you're a tall girl, just like me. Actually, how tall are you? I am six feet tall. Okay. I am five, nine and a half, but I usually just round up to five, 10. But in high school for dances and things like that, I would tower over my friends with or without heels, like even more so with heels. And there are these, these actual horrible photos of me from freshman year homecoming. And I was so not confident being tall that I have this horrible crick in my neck in all of the pictures. Did you ever experience anything like that when you were either in high school? Or just- yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it actually started for me in fifth grade. I shot up like six or seven inches between fourth grade and fifth grade. And when I went back to school to start of fifth grade, I was taller than like any other kid in the entire school. Like even the boys, I was as tall or taller than some of my teachers. And so I stood out like a fish out of water. <laughs> and then <laughs> that continued like all through middle school. And then finally, like eighth grade, like some of the boys finally started to grow. But yeah, I used to never wear high heels. I would always like slouch. I hated being tall. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was definitely me too. (laughs) Finally, I started playing basketball. And then, like, all of a sudden, there were all these other girls that were tall. I don't know where they'd been hiding for like, you know, years, but (laughs) all of a sudden there were all these other girls that were being tall and I was actually celebrated for being tall. And so that kind of helped me build my confidence and finally like embrace it. And yeah, yeah, sports was huge for me. So, you know, like if you're tall, like everyone's like, oh, you should play basketball and volleyball. And so that really helped me build my confidence when I was in high school. I was on a totally different wave. Everyone was like, you got to play basketball and volleyball. And I chose soccer (laughs) instead, (laughs) 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 which I still love. And it definitely still had like advantages to to being tall. And I did like, I was a cheerleader for like 10 seconds uh, when I was a freshman in high school. And um, they put me as like the back. So like whenever you're building a, like a cheerleading um stunt you have two bases a back and then the flyer and the back has to be the tall person because they're there to like catch the flyer if they fall <laughs> so so basically my height <laughs> was like <laughs> for support like a crash pad <laughs> it was that was yeah that's what my height was good for and like headers in soccer and I, like I actually started playing volleyball when I got into college um and I'm like, why didn't I pursue this when I was younger? I could have had like a scholarship with this. I, I would have like gotten really good at it when I was younger, but I loved the soccer. So I actually wanted to kind of like segue that into how you have personally built and grown your confidence. And so I know you said fitness was a big product of that. What else have you done or what do you think has helped you personally build and grow your own confidence? I think like the the body positive movement over the last like I would say five years has just kind of exploded and we really have a lot more role models of like larger women that are taking up space and they're not apologizing for it and they're you know 
like there's Lizzo and there's Mindy Kaling and Lissa McCarthy and um, Rebel Wilson are just like some of the examples that come to mind of like, you know, celebrities that are just showing up and just owning who they are. And it has absolutely nothing to do with their size and they're not apologizing for it, which I think is like groundbreaking because when I was in high school, like it was all about like waif culture and Kate Moss and, you know, like very, very thin, like heroin chic. And then now that's completely shifted to this like wonderful body positive movement where like Lizzo showing up on the VMAs with like a giant inflatable butt behind her. Like that would have never happened 15 years ago. So <laughs> I like love just, that. yeah, it's been this huge cultural shift. And so I think as someone who was always a little bit bigger and not just being taller, but always a little bit curvier, it really kind of helped me show myself that I didn't need to apologize for who I was. I just needed to continue being myself. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And I really like how a lot of not a lot, but some brands are really being like the first movers in the industry to help support that. Like I remember when um, Aerie, like with American Eagle, I remember when they came out with um, like all of their photos not being photoshopped. So like all of their models were just like nothing was touched up, like fine lines, wrinkles, um, like rolls on, on their skin, like none of it was touched up. And I thought that was so powerful for a big brand like American Eagle which was like the brand when I was in like middle school and like even high school like it was the brand to wear and having them take that stand and and actually support and celebrate just how people are made and not touching anything up in pictures or on camera I think that was like the first real move that like turned my head in that direction. And I'm so glad that there are certain like companies and magazines and influencers and social media that are also on that train. And I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> so happy for it. Same. I like, it's amazing. You know, like Aerie was probably the first, and then I see so many other brands that are doing it and they're showing different model sizes and they're offering extended size ranges. And like Nike recently showcased their first like plus size mannequin. And it was viral and created this huge movement of like, hey, not everyone is a size two or a size four or even a size six anymore. Like the average size woman in the U.S. is a size 16 now. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's amazing to see like, you know, that the average size is a size 16. So if a brand isn't carrying that size, like regardless of whether or not like I am that size, I'm not shopping there. Because that's telling me that they're not willing to clothe, like, 80% of women. Also, like, poor business move. What are they doing? <laughs> right? It's a huge market. Like, plus-size fashion is, I mean, 80% of the women are only able to shop, and I think it's less than 20% of the, the stores. What? That is so messed up. Oh, my, I want you to tell, would you tell the Lululemon story? Yes. Okay. Oh, so. Tell it. Tell it. The tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I went to Lululemon and I was trying on their, they recently started um, having a size 14. And so a lot of their like sweatpants and joggers and like lifestyle pants and stuff normally don't fit me because they're cut so small and they typically only go up to a size 10. 
So I went in and someone suggested I try the men's joggers because for like client work, I don't really like wearing leggings because I do work with some like men and like, I just feel more comfortable in something that's not skin tight. And so I tried on the men's joggers and I went to purchase them and the cashier was like, well, you can't use your, you know, fitness professional discount on these because they're men's. And I was like, but I'm going to wear them. And he's like, well, you have to buy the women's ones. And I was like, well, the women's ones don't fit me. And he insisted that I go try on the women's ones to prove to him that they didn't fit before he would let me use my discount on the men's pants. And it was mortifying for one because I'm like, I already tried these on and I already know they don't fit me. But also like as a fitness professional, like I literally live in workout clothes. So like, that's a huge sale that you're messing up just because your short-sighted brain can't like comprehend that I would wear men's clothing because it fits me better. That literally fires me up so much. I hate that that (laughs) happened. Like I want to like at Lululemon on this podcast, like put like in the title at Lululemon. That is, I do not like that. (laughs) So how did you feel? Yeah, so like I because I know you you like walked out, right? So I ended up talking to the manager because I was just like, this is unacceptable. Like I know that I'm strong enough to handle that kind of a situation, but I can't imagine like one of my clients going in there and trying to purchase the same pants because I told her how great they were and having the same experience. Like I would be mortified for my client. And I just told her, like, look, like clothing should not be like gender based for one. And if something in the men's section fits me better, like I should be allowed to buy that without an issue. Like if I'm in there buying, you know, like 85 pairs for all of my like husband's friends, like obviously that's an issue, but there should be no question if I'm purchasing something that it's for me. Yeah, that's not their business. And I understand, I I understand their angle. Like they don't want people to abuse the discount system, but at the same time, it's like, who are they to question, you know, what you're even buying, like what you're actually buying? Like that is like so offensive. (laughs) So ridiculous. So needless to say, I have not been back in Lululemon or actually I don't think I've purchased anything from them since that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did hear that they are coming out with a more inclusive size range for women that will actually go up to a size 22. Wow. So the, the big fit girl, I think her name is Louise Green. She's actually working with them to help develop it mm-hmm. to make sure that it actually fits and, you know, all the different issues because plus size women's bodies, like you can't just make something like wider than it is for a size two, like different things need to be adjusted to accommodate the different body types so Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that that comes out sooner rather than later and I have noticed like a huge shift in like the style of models that they're using like it used to only be like thin white women and now there's you know women of different colors and they've been showcasing some larger women but there are definitely a lot of brands besides Lululemon that could really catch up Mm. yeah and you know (laughs) I totally agree like better late than never but like it's I think there's power in being like the first mover and I think a lot of brands may have like I think people are scared of change like brands Mm -hmm. and just people in general just they're scared of change and they're scared of being like the first ones 
to do X. And so I think that definitely has, has a, something to do with it. But I'm, I'm wondering what your opinion is on this. Do you think confidence and self-love are in the same vein? Yeah, I think that you, you can't be confident unless you have love for yourself. Like if your confidence is based on someone else's opinion of you, you're never truly going to be confident because you're always going to be looking for that other person to support you, to show you that you're confident. So it really truly starts with self-love and that's regardless of like size, race, color, sexuality, like you have to love who you are 100% before you can be confident, before you can, you know, really truly settle into another relationship and love someone else. Mm-hmm. And that self-love, you know, it helps you take better care of yourself. It can, you know, help you stand up for yourself. It can help you go after a better job, a better career, take, you know, eat better, work out. Like all of that starts from a place of self-love. Like no one's at the gym for four hours, you know, working out to improve themselves if they don't love themselves at least a little bit. Mm. Yes, that is so powerful. I wonder what your opinion is on the statement, fake it till you make it. I think it should be make it until you make it. Ooh. Because if you, sh- <laughs> if you show up as like, you know, I'm going to put a fake smile on my face until I can actually smile, like you're not being real with yourself. Like figure out what's making you unhappy. Is it your job? Is it your living situation? Is it, you know, the extra 10 pounds that you gained over Thanksgiving because all you did was eat pumpkin pie and watch sad movies? Like, start by fixing that problem. And then you'll be able to smile for real. Like, I'm not going to fake that I can do triathlons or I'm not going to fake that I can go to a boxing class. Like, I'm going to go there and show up and get better at it and make it. Oh, that is so powerful. I love that so much. (laughs) So you are like what I would define as like an expert in like clothing confidence. I think that's a very like fine channel part of confidence. So like, for example, I'm tall and definitely not comfortable wearing heels. I don't know if I would say I'm like Unconfident. No, I'll I'll be I'll be one hundred. I am not confident wearing heels. <laughs> I am scared. I'm gonna twist my ankle. I've never really had like a ton of opportunities to wear heels. I'm just like not chill in heels. <laughs> what are some tips you have for myself and my listeners for rocking clothes and colors that you normally wouldn't feel confident or comfortable wearing? So I think it's all about like if you if you don't feel comfortable in heels, you don't have to wear them. Boom. Like <laughs> if you feel more comfortable wearing like some Nike Air Maxes, go ahead and wear those. Like I mean, granted there are situations where like a heel is more appropriate than tennis shoes, but there's so many other options. You can wear wedges, you can wear really cute flats, you can wear flat sandals. You could start with like a half inch heel or a one inch heel and see how you feel in those and then kind of work your way up to like, maybe you're going to buy two inch heels or three inch heels. And so it's all about really like what, what makes you feel good. Yeah. Like kind of working your way from the bottom up, like baby steps until you 
can get to that final destination, whatever that may be. Yeah, whatever that may be. Yeah. So like, if you know, you go to the store and your friend's like, oh my God, I'm going to buy these adorable, like five inch Jimmy Choo's. And you're like, that's great for you, but I'm going to buy these sparkly flats. Like, do you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's the wonderful thing is we have so many different options and there's so many ways to express yourself as an individual, but we kind of get so caught up in fitting into this, like, perfect mold of like what a woman should be or even you know what a man should be and it's like if that doesn't make you feel good just because your best friend's wearing it doesn't mean that you have to wear it I love that um the the account that I showed you the other day um Andercat 30 Andercat 30 anyways Kathy Anderson she Andercat 30 yeah She's amazing. She lives in her Nike slides and there are like times where like she'll be at a club or something and she will show a video of like all the heels around her and then she'll zoom in on her feet and it's just like her Nike slides, (laughs) but she's like having the best time. And I think that's like, (laughs) I think it's like so powerful to just like do you and, and show up exactly how you want to be and exactly how you are. I think that is so cool. Exactly. So yeah. You did, um, so you did an IGTV on uh, closet organization, which I desperately need. <laughs> Can you walk through the main <laughs> from that IGTV and just give us kind of like the necessary meat of closet organization? Yeah. So the best way I think to organize your closet is to pull everything out like Marie Kondo style, get it all out of there. And then you literally have to go through each item. Like, one, does it fit you? Is it too small? Is it too big? Is it too tight? You know, it, do, do you not love it anymore? And if you don't love it, you know, donate it. If it's too small, chances are it's probably been too small for a while. And it's probably time to just let it go. Like those jeans you wore your freshman year of high school. Like, if they don't fit five years later, like, they're not going to magically fit again soon. <laughs> <laughs> I have some <laughs> and that's tough love but it's like I mean you were a freshman in high school you weren't even finished like growing when you bought those so True. if you're 22 years old now like those are never gonna fit again like get over it <laughs> and <laughs> you know once you kind of go through everything if items are too big and you still love them you can definitely take them to like a tailor and have them taken in if they're too long you can have them hemmed like there's so many different ways to fix something if it's too big and you still love it but if it's too small like chances are you gotta let it go I either sell my stuff on Poshmark or I'll donate it to a charity um and then once you have everything that you love and that fits you you want to separate everything into like styles. So I keep all of my tank tops together. I keep all my short sleeve shirts together. I keep all my long sleeve shirts together. All my button ups are in one section. And then I separate like pants, skirts, jackets, coats, sweatshirts, like everything into a category. And then I sort mine by color as well, which is kind of a lot of work. But if you think about it, if you have a wide range of colors, like you don't want to be sifting through your red, black, and green shirts looking for your white tank top. Mm. Like you want to know where the white stuff is. So I go from light to dark. So I start with white and then go to like gray, beige, you know, all of that and go through the colors. And so that way, when you open your closet, one, it's going to look really freaking pretty and organized. And you know, if you want to wear a black, like 
short sleeve shirt, you're going to know exactly where to look for that as opposed to rushing through your closet and looking for everything. Mm, that's a good point. So uh, what, hypothetically speaking, of course, what if um, someone didn't <laughs> have a lot of colors in their wardrobe, hypothetically speaking, and they just have a lot of like <laughs> neutrals and like monochromatic <laughs> clothes? What would you so, say? Again, it's, Is what? Sorry. Oh yeah, out. you're good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, so if you if you hypothetically only wear like gray, then it's gonna be really important that you separate by style so that your tank tops are in one section, your t-shirts are in one section, your button-ups are in one section. And then you also want to make sure that everything is right side out and that the front of the shirts or pants are facing the same direction. Mm. So then it makes it even easier to like look through it, you know, where you can be like, okay, I'm not going to wear my gray Rolling Stones t-shirt today. I'm going to wear my gray Beatles t-shirt today or whatever it is. Nice. Good. This, of course, it's not me. I'm like totally a colors person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is I also will like separate things by seasons. So my closet kind of has like an extra little like section that like you can't see very well when you open the door. So I'll put my heavy like sweaters and coats and stuff in that section during summer. And then I'll kind of transition my tank tops and stuff over there. And then I also put like the shoes that I wear often are in the bottom of my closet. And then like my nicer like heels or boots and stuff that I don't wear all the time. Those are all in clear boxes at the top of my closet. So they're not taking up space and getting in my way, like for every day, but then they're easy to spot and get when I do need them. Mm, I like that you have them in clear boxes so that you can see what's in there without having to open it up and like sift through them and figure out where they are. Um, yeah, and then pull them all down. And if you keep them in their original shoe boxes, another really great hack is to take a Polaroid of it and stick a Polaroid on the outside of the box. That is so smart. Yeah. I love that. I am like the container store is like my happy place. And I'm I'm really about like kind of like I'm a little OCD about <laughs> organization, except when it comes <laughs> to my closet. Like my closet is like the one place that is is not like in ship shape. Like my bookcase, perfect. My car, perfect. My closet, not great. <laughs> So those are really, yeah. those are really It saves me so much time. Yeah. So I always yeah. like. If you haven't, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you haven't watched like Marie Kondo, like, or read her book, like, it's a little bit extreme, but she also has some really great tips for organizing. And even like in your dresser drawers, organizing things by color or by you know style like I have my workout tanks all like in one half of the drawer and then like my workout like leggings are in the other half of the drawer so I can just grab things and I already know that like everything is right where it needs to be and I'm not in the morning like frantically searching through a huge pile of laundry in the bottom of my closet yes oh my gosh that is that is the my kryptonite I will have laundry that is clean but I will literally pick out my clean clothes out of the laundry and not put it away. <laughs> and so <laughs> I end up cycling through like the same outfits every week and they just come out of my 
like laundry basket. I am trying to hold myself to a higher standard than this, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> why when you only live in like active wear, you know? It's true. That's a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to ask my guests what trials of fitness they have been put through in whatever capacity, physical, mental, emotional, laundry, fitness, and what is something big you've had to overcome that we haven't already talked about and how did you do it? I think the biggest trial is being able to show up as an expert in the fitness industry as a plus size woman has been really difficult because the typical like, you know, body image of a personal trainer is supposed to be someone who is very thin and has very visible like muscles and looks a certain way and so I mean even more so that the fact that I'm six feet tall is that I'm curvy and so I've been turned down for jobs because of my size I've been told to lose 50 pounds and come back because of my size what I've been told I I've been told I wasn't a good fit because I was a plus size woman and that is what the, the main heck? reason why gyms call them out the gyms did that. <laughs> um, crunch fitness, God. nine, nine round boxing, 24 hour fitness. Dude, I, I worked for 24 hour fitness. I'm leaving them a terrible, terrible Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been the biggest thing for me is to be able to show up in the mainstream fitness industry as an expert. I always get kind of like dismissed because of my size and so that was the main driver for me for starting my own business and doing in-home training as well as doing online training is because going back again to that 16% or 80% of women are a size 16 or larger if I'm getting chastised and turned away because of my size to be a trainer for those people how are those people feeling when they go into the gym it's oh, a great point and so I found so many women I mean, I am a full-time, like five days a week, personal trainer in home because there's all these women out there that don't feel comfortable going to the gym and always just assumed that there was no other option for them. And those are the same women that want to lose weight, that want to lose fat, that want to have more energy, that want to be able to chase after their kids without getting out of breath. And they're being turned away just because they don't fit the typical, you know, fitness mold and it's like those are the exact people that we should be helping the most because they're gonna have the most benefit from it and it goes far beyond weight loss it's you know improving energy levels improving their confidence helping them lose the fat so that their life is just easier they can breathe easier if they're not carrying around the extra weight they can move easier they can pick up their kid easier they can drive easier travel easier so that I think that would be the biggest thing that I've overcome. I love that so much. I think like one thing that I have really learned to like really respect and appreciate out of you is that number one, you are not afraid of a challenge. Like you are not afraid to challenge anything. And I love that. And the second thing that I think you are just like a perfect role model of is not being afraid to try. And I think that's one of the biggest things that women in general can take from that is that just don't be afraid to try. 
try and reach out to someone who you think can help or try and just, you know, hop on the phone with somebody if, if you think that, you know, they can help you with something and just don't be afraid to try new things. And you are like probably one of the number one people I think of when I think of people who aren't afraid to try and aren't afraid to challenge things. Oh my gosh, that means so much to me. But yeah, I mean, you don't know if you don't try. Like I see so many posts on Instagram. Oh, I'm going to run a marathon as soon as I lose the weight. And I always respond with, you can do it right now. I did an Ironman when I weighed over 200 pounds and finished it. And there were men and women out there that were, you know, 250, 300 pounds doing one of the hardest, most challenging athletic events, you know, that you can possibly do at that size. So you don't have to be smaller to be able to try something or succeed at something. I I remember like walking into an Ironman Expo to pick up my bib and every single volunteer looked at my husband. What's your bib number? What are you, you know, asking him? And I'm like, he's not the one racing. I am. Oh my God. And I mean, that happens like all the time. Like I'll wear an Iron Man jacket and they'll be like, oh, did you borrow your husband's Iron Man jacket? I'm like, no, I earned this. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, bitch, you earned it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like whatever is holding you, if something's holding you back because you haven't lost the weight or you don't think that you can do it because you're, you know, larger or you're too old or you're too slow, like you don't know unless you try. Yeah. So just get out there and do it. Just do it. That whole, like, <laughs> I I would just die to do a remake of Shia LaBeouf's Just Do It video, but do it with me. I might do that. <laughs> you should do it. Oh my gosh, that would be just so hype. I would like play that like every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, So what's next for you? What are your goals for your personal fitness and business in the next year or two? So in the next year, my personal goal is to get pregnant and have a baby. That's something we've been working on for a few months now. So that's our like number one. (laughs) Oh, baby. So that's my number one like goal personally. And then business-wise is to create like a, a huge community for women of all sizes to be able to show up as themselves and train and improve their health without it necessarily being, you know fat loss or weight loss focus and just, you know, feeling better. Like that's my number one goal is just to create a huge community of women that feel freaking good. And they're, you know, taking on new challenges and doing anything that they feel like because they know they're capable. Oh, so sick. I love that. I cannot wait to watch that grow. It already is growing. You already have like a fabulous community of women. Um, I cannot wait to see it get bigger and better and just grow. And I can't wait to be a part of it as well. So uh, where can the good people find you on social and be a part of that community? Okay. So I'm on Instagram at Brianna Ottinger. I am on Facebook as Brianna Ottinger Fitness, or you can search Body Confident Fitness Community, and my community group will come up. 
Um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I've been posting a ton of tips for like CEOs and female entrepreneurs to fit fitness into their already crazy busy lives. Fabulous. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show, Brianna, and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yay!